Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch community, and welcome to episode 167 of the 167 Podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church, and as always, I'm with my good friend, media pastor, Josh Harrell, who weighs 167 pounds. Welcome. I do not. <laughs> I just wanted to throw in another number, so I certainly don't weigh 167 pounds. Uh, hey, um, Shannon, how's it going? <laughs> way, to, way to segue, I like yeah. that. It's going good. It's going good. So 167 episodes. <laughs> Woo, yay. According to my daughter, this is the final episode. No, it's not. Um, when we had her on like a year ago, she was like, you need to stop after you do 167 episodes. So, Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, we've been building up to this. So here, I mean, that kind of happens numerically. You yeah, build up to those things. Well, I'm, I'm, and we've said it before. I never assumed we'd be in year four of a podcast that we started yeah. during COVID. Well, speaking of being in year four of a podcast, me and you and Kristen were just talking about the fact that this July we're celebrating five years of the Porch Community Church, which is nuts to me. It is. It really I is. Really, it does not feel. Yeah. But we've had a lot go on. We have. Since we have. then. We have. It's been, um, yeah, five years. It just doesn't seem, it doesn't feel like five years, but. No. And I, I need to look this up because it's. The older you get, the faster time goes. And it's not because time actually goes fast, but because it's like a math problem. It's like once you, for instance, a two-year-old, once one year goes by, then that's like, oh, that's a third of my life that was just added on. So it seems forever. A two-year-old. If a two-year-old, and then a year That'd goes be by, like 50%. then they'd be three. Right. Yeah, oh, okay. Okay. I'm right, talking or, with. Or that. A two-year-old yeah. would go, wow, last year, oh, that was 50%, like half, half of your life. life. Yeah. So, it's it's a weird thing because each year is a smaller percentage it's so of your life. Crazy, yes. okay. I never even thought about it like that. Yeah, I guess the way I kind of looked at it is, as an adult, you become or as you grow up, you become busier. Well, so you have less time to sit in time. I think it's a combination of all of that yeah. responsibilities. Yeah, yeah. The percentage of your life, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Because I mean, we've. I know, but we've probably talked about this before. I don't know. But like summertime as a kid seemed like Forever. an eternity. Yeah. You had no responsibilities and all that. You know, most people didn't. I didn't. I was mm-hmm. I was a lazy bum. I don't know about you, but I can't wait for it to be over now. Wait for what to be over? Summer. Summer. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm in a different phase than you, so yeah. I'm cool with it. Well, I just feel like I'm... <sighs> mm-hmm. That That is like the biggest time I feel like a burden on... The church. Oh well, because you know, but you have the opportunity to do that where a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, you know. that's true. But I just, it just like I always feel like I can't get enough done. Well, it's harder because yeah. then you're like, no, I can't just run to lunch or run to go that errand or whatever. Because yeah, because yeah. yeah, you yep. also got your kids. Um, what's going on, host chat? What do we got? Yeah. Oh. I don't have any category for this. Well, so. I have a question for you, and it's something I experienced Sunday. And I want to ask your opinion because I know how I do this thing. Okay. How do you handle, and not just ministry, but just life in general, when things don't go the way it's supposed to go? (laughs) 
You mean like internally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my BP shoots up. Um, I get really stressed out, uh, especially if it's my responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel it's a control thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's part of my issue is a yeah. control thing. Um, then I feel like I failed other people. Um, so it's a really wonderful roller coaster of negative emotions. Okay, so we handle it about the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I wasn't expecting the exact same way I feel. So this is going to be a shorter host discussion than I thought it would be. Yeah. I mean, I, probably the best thing would be like, you know what? I just trust that there's a greater plan and God is all sufficient and those things are all true. Um, but yeah, no, my when things don't work, if I'm not... When the flesh kicks in, those are my responses. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's exactly how I felt Sunday. Yeah. So, okay, but here's the thing. A lot of people would have been like, Sunday was awesome. Yeah, but because they were. Because of... So. Because of people doing other things that I... <laughs> that thankfully, <laughs> the Holy Spirit didn't let what happened in my area uh-huh. mess up. Well, what happened? So... <laughs> <laughs> so what had happened was... I thought I was being... Smart and <laughs> there's your first mistake. Yes. Just kidding. I'm kidding. No, I, I thought I was being proactive and and making a good decision that would make the opportunity of mistakes less because yeah. we have because stir is generally always an acoustic our our high school student ministry uh, yeah. uh yeah. worship setup. Uh mm-hmm. we have a specific scene on our soundboard for that and it's an acoustic type set so right. it's already set up for what they were going to do on sunday like it had cajon already built in eq'd and the acoustic guitars better balanced and all that kind of stuff and and it music wise it did exactly that mm-hmm. uh it made life for dave a lot easier in the music department yeah and but what i didn't take into account is that we never use your headset <laughs> at stir <laughs> Well, now in in that mix of problems, because I'm sure you'll explain it, but it was also user error, so we'll just put that in there as well. Well, but that wouldn't <laughs> have happened if the first act, first mistake hadn't happened. Yeah, yeah. So, like your user error was because of my error. So, if you're a podcast listener, which obviously you are, I don't know why I even bothered to start with that part, but we you're always here. do. Um, you probably also listen to the messages if you weren't able to there live, and so you will notice. An audio dropout. Mm-hmm. Um, Every time you come up. After after the announcement video, until about four minutes into the message, mm-hmm. I think at the 42-minute mark, it kicks back in, yeah. because that's when you guys it figured took, out. It took us a little while so, to get... If you've listened to it, and you're like, yeah. oh, I don't hear it. Well, there's 42 minutes you can hear it. So. Yeah. Well, so the way we prioritize it, it's always in the room first. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're sitting in the room, you are the priority. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just because that's, that's just the way, the way it, it is. And so we fix that within like 90 seconds. Yeah. And then you see, and then Dave just runs into the um, live stream room because now he has to do exactly what he did for the room on the live stream. Yeah. And uh, Dave, Dave is great. But so we didn't have your headset in the mix for um, yeah. the um, acoustic set. And for what we did for um, the uh, baby dedication mm-hmm. is we switched scenes really, really fast. Yeah. So we switched back to the normal Sunday. That's oh, why it kicked on so fast. Oh, okay. And then while um, 
<clears throat> the baby dedication was going on. Dave was working on stuff. Mm-hmm. And then so we were able to fix it yeah. on there. And then there was user error and <laughs> and we had to fix the live stream board. My pack's not on. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And then me and you are having a conversation. like What? I, Across the auditorium from yeah. the stage to, all the way back to the tech booth. Huh? Yeah. You said what I need to do? Yeah. <laughs> Professionalism at its finest. Well, <laughs> but you know what? Like, that's the thing. All right, listeners, next time you see Josh, tell him what a great job he does and tell him that Sunday was like, ah, it's no big deal. Well, it was it was a great day in spite. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's what I'm... <laughs> well, anytime you include breadsticks. It, well, yes. <laughs> but what, what, uh, what, I have, what I have trouble doing mm-hmm. is going, yes, you as a human messed up. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit's work was still done whether you mess up or not. Yeah. Oh, well, yes. And and I have to, and because of the, what our jobs are, that's really hard mm-hmm. for me because my, on Sunday morning, my biggest thing is to never make it to where someone is pulled out of something that the Holy Spirit is trying to do. Mm. You know, yeah. like I don't want something to be like so jarring mm-hmm. that it disrupts something that's going on. Yeah. Because the enemy can use that kind of thing. Like that um, reel I sent you yeah. earlier this week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Someone giving you stink eye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the tech guys yeah. stink, stink eye for but, something going out. So like that is, <clears throat> so basically like Sunday was the worst dream come true for what I do on Sunday mornings. Like that, that was like the epitome of everything I tried to not have happen. Mm-hmm. And so I've had like nightmares <laughs> the last couple of days. <laughs> well, don't have any more. No, because no. Because no. it's, it's, yeah. But, and I'm not, and I'm not bringing that up because like I feel bad, like I do feel bad, but it's, it's not like that, but it's because I'm in a con, like, We've talked about it on the podcast before. Like I'm in a phase of like trying to really work on myself, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, physically, spiritually, mm-hmm. and and God is really showing me through this one because we've gotten a lot like mess ups don't happen very often mm-hmm. on Sunday mornings mm-hmm. anymore. Like we can go back to when we were downtown and sometimes half the speakers wouldn't work. <laughs> you know, projectors would go out in the yeah, middle yeah, of yeah. the set. Yeah. yeah. You know, stuff like that. Well, that doesn't happen anymore. Mm-hmm. And because A, you, Jesus. Uh, Jesus, and he's allowed me to get better at my job and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But he's he's really trying to teach me in this one and be like, so what? Yes. Right. Which is when you ask me, like, if I'm in the flesh, that's how I respond. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there's a balance there between personal responsibility yeah. and, you know, and that's where you feel like, oh man, I've dropped the ball, or I should have thought that out, or whatever. Um, versus, what what are we trying to achieve with our efforts? Mm-hmm. And you know, you just said like your goal is to not disrupt what the spirit's doing during the time that we're gathered here in worship. Yeah. Um, and so, whatever that may be, lighting, sound, yeah. ish, whatever it is. Um, same thing, like, uh, as far as message preparation, I would say the same thing. I think Justin would say the same thing about, you know, the the set that he puts together. Like, we don't want to have these disruptions. But then we're also, we're fallible people. We're, yeah. we're humans. And, um, you know, I just, I think it was a good day. So I'll say it again. If you were there Sunday, let Josh know. 
How great it was. <laughs> and speaking of Sunday, so if you weren't there, you missed out on... Breadsticks. Olive Garden breadsticks, which when, were delicious. Because when you're here, you're family. I, that, I laughed. I heard it. And I was like, no one else picked it up. But someone said they thought they were like, what? Oh, Ellen. Ellen um, House was like, what? what is that? Yeah. Brian Crouch texts me uh-huh. immediately and get. Why are you referencing Olive Garden? Because <laughs> Brian works a, on the tech team. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure other people were like, hang on. I've heard that phrase before. And and I don't put stuff like that in things. No, no. Unless it's... It's like a total... Unless it's a hint at something. An Easter egg for the day. Like, yeah. I didn't even tell you I was going to no, do No, I was just like... like <laughs> I'd already filmed announcements mm-hmm. and realized that I didn't talk about Journey Weekend mm-hmm. in the announcement. So I was like... And then hey, I, Kristen. And then I also had the idea of like doing that. I was like, yeah, Kristen will be for it. <laughs> so let's redo it all and do it. That was great. It was great. So yeah, in the message, uh, go back and listen to uh, uh, January twenty first if you haven't. Follow week two. Yeah, if, and and go uh, to minute forty two if you want to hear this. Now you can actually you pick up well, like the okay, ambient. So, so on. Um, oh yeah. Podcast, I'm cutting to where it comes back, like where it comes in. Okay. So if you're listening on the podcast channel, it's, it's just you just probably good. realize that it wasn't, hey, like you doing a welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on YouTube, it's not trimmed. So you do need to go to 42 seconds. Yeah. Yep. 42 minutes, not 42 seconds. Yeah. 42 minutes. Um, but we were talking, you know, we're, we're in this series. We're talking about casting the invitation. And uh, Jesus said he's the bread of life. And, and, and just we're continually trying to say, let's be people who are inviting others the way in our life. And we're going to talk today specifically about what are some, what are some different ways that evangel- what does evangelism look like? There's a couple different ways. Because that's what this is ultimately. Correct. And invitation is one of the ways mm-hmm. of, that you see evangelism play out. Um, all invi- not all evangelism is invitation, but all invitation is evangelism. Mm. There you go. Yeah. I like that. Um, so we, um, earlier, early in the week, I was like, you know what? I would really love to serve bread. And I was like, and it's going to be Olive Garden breadsticks because I have my whole little story about yeah, yeah. Olive Garden, um, which you might, you might have seen or will see maybe on other social media stuff later this week. But um, the, that whole idea of he's the bread of life. And it really is, it comes down to that quote by D.T. Niles, who said evangelism is simply one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. Yeah. And so I got in touch with uh, several key people, and shout out to Noreen Smith, who she is the boss lady. She rock it. Yeah, she's like, she does wedding planning. Her and Drew. Yeah. Yeah. She, he was my, he was the guy, I mean, of course, shout out to my husband. Yeah. He went and fetched the breadsticks and... And here's the cool thing about invitation. So when I called Olive Garden early in the week and ordered and set it up to order, you know, 300 and something breadsticks, um, I was talking to the the girl, Alexandra is her name. And I was like, hey, do you mean to tell you what I'm doing? Like, this is why I'm ordering so many just breadsticks on a Sunday morning. And I mm-hmm. told her the whole story or, you know, brief. Yeah, yeah. Brief. Um, and she was like, oh, my goodness, that is so cool. That's so awesome. And she's like, what church she got to? And I told her and, mm-hmm. you know. That's that's the kind of stuff that's invitation, by the way. Oh yeah. But anyway, it's, so Drew, it's not just up going up to somebody with a tract and having this thought out mm, um, no. speech. Mm-mm. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> um, 
And so I asked Noreen and, you know, Taylor and uh, the greeters and Sheila and a bunch of, you know, Nina, like, I was like, hey, can you guys organize this? So Kristen went out and bought trays and napkins and they organized the breadsticks and we're like, Drew's at this place. Here's his location. He's on his way there. And Mm -hmm. you're texting people. And there was all these cues in the message. Mm -hmm. um, So that right when I said... So D.T. Niles' quote is, evangelism is simply one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. And I said, in our context, inviting others to experience Jesus mm-hmm. is one beggar uh, invite, uh, telling another beggar where it is. And as I said those words, the doors opened yeah. from both sides. And Noreen was like, okay, you guys are going to these three rows and you're doing this. And people just like went straight out. It was like an, it was really like an organized like, like event. It was. Like, and, <laughs> it was awesome. And here's what's cool. So right before I went up on stage, I checked Drew's location, and I let them know, I said, hey, he's at Gornto and Jerry Jones, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's the last I looked at. It's like, it's out of my hands at this point. He's on his way. Yep. So I'm in the message, and all of a sudden I go, mm, I smell garlic. Yep. And I was like, okay, the breadsticks are here. Yep. I know that smell. <laughs> so then I was like, okay, now we're totally good. And uh, it just worked so well. So Noreen and crew... Thank you all so much. And the thing is, is all of them were like, I missed the message because we were getting ready. And I was like, well, I'm glad it's recorded. So go back Wh- and listen yeah. to it or watch it. So, Which is another actually mess up too. Because uh, you know we have the speakers that are around the campus. Yes, but not for They're Sunday not night. S- Sunday night because people <laughs> meet in classrooms. So I have it, ta- I have it took out. So now you're setting up because we are intentionally going to do probably once a month like a more acoustic type mm-hmm. set of worship on Sunday morning. So now that's you just It's know. all been done. <laughs> it's all ready. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good to it's go. All good. Yeah. So so we've already kind of we've kind of uh morphed from our host chat into what we're going to talk about today. So there's a couple of different um methods if you will of evangelism that you see in the New Testament and there's six primary ones. I'm sure you could dig up some other ones. Um, and I want us to just run through them a little bit and see like where you see these showing up and what you might find is the best for you mm-hmm. or the easiest in the context that you are in um, as far as how you are around people and the opportunities you have. So um, first of all, there is just the flat out direct approach of evangelism, which is that's just preaching the gospel. Now yep. you can find a different, like there can be the person who is, um, uh, on the, cor- on the street corner, um, with a bullhorn preaching the gospel, or it could be someone who is, you know, in a sanctuary an auditorium and they are sh- preaching the gospel. Just mm. here it is. You know, it's, um, it's kind of, it's, it's more of, Here's the scripture. Let's work down the scripture. Here's how you know it lays out directly. This is who Jesus is. What Jesus said, um, and so that's one way of evangelism. Yeah. That's what I would say is you see happen a lot in church. Okay, so you're speaking not often to just one person. Mm. It's often a group of people. Yeah. Um, then there is again. I would also I would say this is also kind of I would see more in in church from like a pastor or leader side is like the apologetic mm-hmm. where it's someone who's defending a belief they're putting up logical arguments evidence um to to um i don't know protests or p- p- things that people say are like no this isn't what jesus really meant or 
why did Jesus do this? It's like, no, no, that's not what Jesus said, you know, and you follow it up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, Before you move on to the next one, Uh um, apologetics. That was not something I learned about until... Yeah, it's an interesting word. Yeah. It makes you think. But Mm -hmm. before I knew that apologetics was a thing... You were... There's a band. Oh, no, really? uh, Like, you like weird... You ever listen to Weird Al? Yeah, not like I don't sit down and go, let's have a Weird Al sesh. But there, yes, there's a there's a band called the Apologetics with an X. Oh, and they do Christian versions Mm-mm. of songs. No way. Yeah, so like Stacy's mom is JC's mom. <laughs> uh, <gasps> the real Slim Shady will uh-huh. the real Sim, Sin Savior Savior stand up? <laughs> Oh, I'm going to have to find them. Hey there, Delilah, <laughs> from Samson's point of view. Oh, gosh. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, it, was this like a cool thing for you to listen to? No, I mean, I thought <laughs> it was, was cool. Or was it a weird owl? I thought it was cool, but I don't think anyone <laughs> thought it was cool. <laughs> you and the apologetics thought it was cool. Yeah. Oh, and I'm like, going to look them up. And like the, co- like the reformed college kids I hung out with, mm-hmm. it was cool. Oh, gotcha. Because we kind of got to listen to Eminem, <laughs> but we didn't listen to Eminem. Oh, well, I just can't believe they covered Stacey's mom. But anyway, um, so <laughs> the apologetics. Yes. Oh, wow. So apologist, okay, is someone who defends a belief using logical arguments and evidence. All right. So, which I always find interesting. It's just, we have the word apology and it's almost like, I remember the first time I started to hear apologetics and I was young, 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 young Christian. Mm -hmm. And I thought, are they just going around and like apologizing for being a Christian or apologizing for things Christians did a long time ago? Like, I don't understand. So yeah. Yeah. Apologetics is you, you have these logical ways to speak to, or, you know, against maybe a, another viewpoint of, you know, all Christians hate everybody. It's like, no, 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 that's not the case. And then you talk it through. Yeah. So that is a form of evangelism to be able to speak to or for or against something that is said that, that you find from scriptures is not true and you want to prove to be true. Right. Um, so, and, and that could be, you know, uh, I'm not going to remember the names, but like there's the, you know, like the creationist versus the evolutionist, you know, that's an apologetic way to address like creation and, and, yeah. you know, um, design and, and all those things. Um, Paul in in Acts, he when he was before the in Athens, you know, he was like, "You have this this uh, statue to an unknown god." Mm-hmm. Well, let me explain to you who that unknown god is. Right. You know, so that yeah. would be like an apologetic. So, and like I said, I think those first two, um, a direct form of evangelism and apologetic, you would most likely more often see from a pulpit on a stage in a larger group setting. Probably, but it doesn't mean they can't happen. Kind of like one-on-one. the college, like the preachers that go on college tours. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, but that's... that's yes, what, it yeah. could be, but I don't want to pay... It's not in a bad way, but that can be taken to that extreme. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then there is a form of testimonial, which this is less dependent on like argument um, or intellectual argument or those kinds of things. And it focuses more on this is my story. This This is is my my story. (laughs) This is my song. 
Um, so it's it's your personal story. This is this is how you tell someone. This is how Jesus has changed my life. Right. Um, this gets more into for um, as we're talking as a church about Balo casting the invitation. Mm-hmm. These are these kinds of opportunities for you to go. Hey, you know, as you develop a relationship or friendship with someone, um, you're able to say. Well, let me tell you my my story. You know, yeah. so when we handed out the breadsticks on Sunday, I tagged in a mm-hmm. little small portion of my story. Yeah, um, and so that would be like a testimonial way to, you know, share evangelize. Yeah, um, it doesn't. You know, you know this growing up. You know, you hear the testimonies of I was wild and crazy and nuts and everything, and then you have people who weren't and they were kind of good and stayed within the lines and like well i don't have a testimony oh yeah i mean that was me for a long time yeah and it's not true right you do have a testimony yeah yeah i mean it's it's kind of the whole prodigal son i I wasn't a drug addict (laughs) at one point yeah um i mean there's not like that's the whole prodigal son story is a lot of people forget about the older brother who was actually stayed home and was obedient and worked and then the younger brother comes back and the father's like, woohoo. And the older brother's like, hang on a minute. What's, I was here. I was working and was bitter about it. And then there's a whole, it's not just about, you know, a testimony could be, no, I was here and I was faithful or, you know, one of the things I hear often from people who grew up as believers um, is how they really had a difficulty with judging those who were wild and wooly and then came into the fold or who were one foot on both sides. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's always the thought, I wonder how long this will last. <laughs> yeah. Or, hang on a minute, you're here this morning crying boohooing at the altar, but I saw, I heard what you were doing Friday night or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's because I am in the older brother camp, you know? Yeah. And in that story, the older, I've always learned more from the older brother than the prodigal son. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I've kind of realized as as an adult of where I was spiritually speaking was the prodigal mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I've always been golly why why do people that mm-hmm. do so much stupid stuff and then come back get like a celebration when I've been here mm-hmm. you know yeah like I've always felt that way yeah and so you, you know it's kind of like wouldn't you be excited if if someone had that had ran away from God came came back? Wouldn't you mm-hmm. be excited? Yep. And then and that's when you have to soften that judgy heart. Right. That's when you realize, oh, I'm the older brother. I'm fallible too. Yeah. I'm I'm sinful too. Yeah. 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 So, so you see direct and apologetic forms of evangelism. You most often might see like in a church setting or a large group setting, you know, (coughs) testimonial. You could see it could be someone with a microphone in their hand. It could be someone just talking to you. It could be a smaller group. You know, Um, I remember when we were I had just come on staff um, at First Methodist and the youth uh, director who was amazing, Pam Goff, and they had just really experienced like revival that summer on mission trips. I mean, they were just busting at the seams. The whole reason I came on staff is she needed to put her attentions to high school ministry and they needed a middle school person. That's why Ah. I came on staff. And one of the things they started doing, I remember this so vividly, they, um, there was a coffee shop downtown, a couple of, you know, like a block and a half away from the church. And they were like, you know what? And this was like so revolutionary in 1999, 2000 was we're not going to have Sunday school at church. We're going to be at the coffee shop and we're going to call it Hebrews 
Cafe. Not Jehovah Java? No, it was Hebrews. Uh, like Hebrews. And um, the whole thing, I mean, and it was, it was cr- like people were coming from all, like students were coming to that for Sunday school and then they were going back to their church, like mm-hmm. to other churches where mm-hmm. their parents were. And then our kids. And there were people with it. I mean, it was just drawing people in. And the whole thing was based around um, like she or another adult would do like a mini, like a devotional. But then they would have testimonies every Sunday, student mm-hmm. testimonies. Yeah. And there were people who were like, I would say, older, uh, you know, like adults, people who weren't involved from the outside looking in going, well, all they do is testimony. That's all they do is share testimony. Like, we don't need that. We need someone in there. They need to be learning. They need to be hearing. And it's like, no, they, they will. But th- in this context, for these 45 minutes, they're going to hear testimony. Yeah. Like, what was the big deal? I remember, like, why were people so freaked out? I mean, that is a huge, for a peer to tell share a testimony, that's powerful. Yeah. That's so powerful. You know, one of the things that I love about the Chrysalis um, and Emmaus um, weekends are there's like 15 talks on the weekend. Only five of them come from clergy. The other 10 come from lay people. They come from youth if it's a christmas weekend they come from young people they come from other adults and they are basically they are testimonies wrapped around with you know some some really good scripture for for foundation and structure but um it's powerful Mm -hmm. a testimony from someone is absolutely powerful yeah and you and i know that and we you know we'll sit in a group setting and someone could be talking along going let's let's go through this passage verse by, by verse powerful god's word powerful but there's something happens in our brain when you hear the speaker go, you know, when I was a kid. Yeah. And you kind of go, ding. Oh, oh yeah. They're about to tell a story. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lean in. I don't, it's, I don't know why, but I, it's... it's how I, I saw that exactly happen this Sunday at Stir. Mm-hmm. You know, Justin was going... They're doing James. Yes. And they're going verse by verse. And then it, it was something talking about um, the, the mouth and all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then Justin starts talking about his testimony mm-hmm. with his mouth. And then you literally see kids that were slouching just sit straight yep. up. Yeah. Yeah. Testimony is powerful. Like, I, me sitting in the back, I watch people's reaction to points and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And when you, like, when you see that, you get cold chills. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not what you're saying, you know? No. It's, it, it's, yeah. The it's, Holy Spirit's like, hey, sit up. It's how the, <laughs> it's how the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. uh, insinuates them to listen. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and that is so cool to see. And yeah. it's and I'm and I'm one of the few people that actually get like you don't even get to see that. Mm-hmm. You know, I get I get to see how people react to the Holy Spirit working through your message. Mm-hmm. And watching powerful. Watching that Sunday was very cool. Mm-hmm. Sunday night. Yeah. Well, Sunday morning was amazing. But I was kind of stressed out, so didn't get much out of that. <laughs> Just being honest. But Sunday night, mm-hmm. it it was so neat to just watch kids go from like maybe on their phone, I don't know, but just go straight up, mm-hmm. and they were dialed in. Yeah, yeah. Because he God was using the testimony from mm-hmm. Justin. It's powerful. You know there there's a there's a man who was blind that Jesus healed, and um, he. Whenever he was uh, questioned about, well, who healed you? Because you know these are their rules. Mm-hmm. It's a Sabbath, you know all that. And and they were trying to catch him on it. And he was like, "Look, 
Whether whether this Jesus person was a sinner or not, I don't know. But the one thing I do know is I was blind, but now I see. That is testimony flat mm-hmm. out all day long. He did not. He didn't have any theology. He didn't have a doctrine to land on. He was like, I don't know. All I know is I couldn't see, and now I do. My life is different. Boom. Yeah. Be- and so that testimonial is really important. So that is a form when we talk about. We're talking, we have been talking and will be specifically about invitation, which is one of the ones we're going to look at in just a moment. But testimonial, I think these these last uh, four that we're looking at most definitely fold into each other mm-hmm. as far as the invitation goes. Yeah. Um, um, testimonial is probably the most um, influential and most personal, mm-hmm. uh, just for the simple fact because a testimonial, mm-hmm. it like most most of these other ones are faith based and stuff, but a testimonial, it, you can use that to influence anyone about from like the any, hardened atheist. Yeah, it's like I'm still going to tell you my story. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and there's there's power in that. Um, and then so so we have like the more general larger group. Um, direct and apologetic. Here's testimonial. Now, another form of evangelism is relational. And again, I think uh, testimonial can be powerful if you're talking to a group of strangers, mm-hmm. of course, but it can also be very powerful if you're talking to someone that has known you your whole life. And oh, yeah. all of a sudden you're like, because they know you, and then you're telling this testimony of how mm-hmm. something just changed. Yeah. I would say relational uh, leads to the testimonial. It can, yeah. 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 And I would say, because um, it would, because you can have, especially with um, non-believers, mm-hmm. the relational, the relational is so important as mm-hmm. groundwork mm-hmm. for the testimonial. And yeah, if you're just relational without a testimony to who God is in you, then it's not a horrible thing. But there's, you're just being, a, you're just relating to that person. Yeah. But if you want to relate to them in the name and in the power of Jesus Christ. The testimonial is going to work its way in there. Yeah, and and I mean, because there once you develop that relationship with that person, mm-hmm. it, and if you're doing it right, yeah, it's going to lead to a testimonial because they'll ask a question, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and they don't know they're asking a testimonial question, but you'll mm-hmm. pick up on it. Yeah, and I think you know for the relational thing, and this is why this is definitely like where I would say I I think. It's when we're talking to our, our folks, our people about being invitational, it's uh, and just sharing Jesus is the fact that um, you're not you're not trying to convert someone like the end goal is not um, you trying to you know put on your list of you know, here's a new convert I made today. It's you have a relationship with this person, whether it's through work, through hobbies, through neighbors, whatever it may be. You have some kind of connection with this person and the opportunity for testimony, the opportunity to talk about your faith, to, to just share about what your interests are in regard yeah. to your faith mm-hmm. um, comes up. I mean, you know, we live, I don't know if it's like this everywhere, but I know in the South, it's like you meet a neighbor or, you know, your kids play on the same soccer team or whatever, and you get to talking and p- most likely very quick, sometime very soon in that connection, it's going to be... Where, do you guys go to church anywhere? You know, that would be a very common yeah. thing that comes up, which leads to like these opportunities from that relationship to share your faith, share where it is you practice your faith, how you're mm-hmm. living out your faith, mm-hmm. where your kid's going. 
Um, in one of the examples of, of relational is when Jesus um, is, you know, he's having a meal with tax collectors and other sinners as at Levi's house. Um, right. In Luke chapter 5, and he is he is spending time with them. He's he's eating with them. He's talking with them. He's he has he's building relationship with them, mm. and it's just as basic as it can be. Yeah. And I think that, like you said, that is a foundation for it makes testimony an opportunity. I mean, you could still do like a generic testimony. You could be at a FCA or you know be, speak at a men's breakfast or something, and you can stand up and share your testimony without really having relationship with those individual people. Correct. But I think there's power in that. Yes. In, in having that. Um, so then we come along to invitational, which is what we've been talking about. Balo to cast. We're casting the invitation, the very best invitation. It's Jesus's. Um, and that is these opportunities to just invite people to experience or to hear about or to just be in the presence of other believers, to hear about Jesus Christ, to know about it. But it really, I mean, I've been trying to say this over and over is, we just invite. We trust the Holy Spirit to do everything else. You know, as a church staff, we want to do our part to make sure the environment is one where they do engage and yeah. they're not, you know, and they hear, uh, share God's word. Um, but it's just the invitation. And it's the one we looked at Sunday where, you know, Philip is like, I just met Jesus. I'm going to go get Nathaniel because I want Nathaniel to meet Jesus. You know, like, come and see, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so that invitational is definitely a form of evangelism. It's just. Here's these opportunities, which is why we've been highlighting different things that are going on in the life of our church. Yeah. Those things, the father-daughter dance isn't going to save anybody. No. But the father-daughter dance is an opportunity for someone to, for you to develop a relationship, uh, for you to invite, for them to come onto a campus to see, you know, like mm-hmm. it's just opportunity. Yeah. And then the last one, um, the sixth form of evangelism, and it's one you are about to embark on with your team, and that is like... A, specifically, but we still do it here, is like service. It's mm-hmm. a life of service. It's a life of serving others. It's actually putting hands and feet into situations, circumstances, opportunities to go, I'm going to serve you. Mm-hmm. And again, I mean, we're talking about our uh, Central American mission trip. Right. Um, there's also, you know, when we do cleanup stuff or outreach stuff in our community, you know, when we partner with you know, Living Bridges and other organizations that we're connected with. Mm-hmm. These are ways where you show up. And when someone's like, "What? why are you doing this? It's Jesus. Yeah. You know, I, we hear this over and over again from our student ministries when they go out and serve or they go to New Orleans or other places and they're painting someone's house. And they're like, why? Why would you do this in, you know, thousand degree heat and humidity? Like, well, we're here to serve. You know, we're here to serve in the name of Jesus. Yeah, without Jesus, I don't think I would want to get on a plane and fly to Central America <laughs> and build two houses. I mean, just, I just would Right, right, right. And so these acts of service, they show, like, care. They show concern. They show this. And um, and I would say for someone who's not, prob- you know, not saying they never would, but they don't feel that, that, that unction or a desire to ever stand up and share a testimony or to teach or speak in a way, but they will go and they will shovel some dirt or they will haul some concrete blocks. You know, they will they will go and serve in the name of Jesus in that way. Greeting, ushering. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, acts you of know? service. So, yeah, yeah. Ser- volunteering in the church, volunteering in your community, um, these services. But you're, you know that you're doing them because you are a follower of Jesus. 100%. Um, and you know that 
he served. I mean, he mm-hmm. washed feet. So, yep. you know, if he'll wash feet, then then you can do whatever it may be, you know, mm-hmm. serve in that way. So uh, just to recap, sharing with you what we see from Scripture are ways evangelism is demonstrated. There's a direct form, like this is what Jesus said. This is what John 3.16 says. You know, there's the apologetic where you might... Uh, have logical argument or evidence ag- uh, for or against something. Um, then there's the testimonial. Then there's relational, uh, which these all intermingle for sure, which inter- invitational we've been talking about, and then service, life-based, serving others in the name of Jesus. These are all forms of evangelism. And um, so as as you are listening to this and as you're go in this series with us on Balo casting the good news think of ways that these show up how are you casting the name and the power of Jesus it it could be direct it could be you're going hey i know that you were asking questions about this and this let me tell you what i've read in scripture and to help you know answer the best answer i can from my perspective as a christian um, share your story uh, build those relationships invite and serve others in the name of Jesus. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what we yeah. got. What's coming up? Well, we, we've we already mentioned it. We have uh, our father-daughter dance coming up on February 9th and 10th. Quick, 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 if you um, haven't got your tickets yet. If you haven't got your tickets, dudes, we're terrible. Dudes. We're terrible at doing this fast. Wives, order the tickets order for your the husbands tickets. if they haven't yet. Yeah, because so. we don't plan on selling out, uh-huh. but we might. It's two know. weeks from uh, this weekend. So yeah. I mean, so. two weeks from, yeah. We don't plan on selling out, but we might. I don't know. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, get the tickets. Yeah, it helps us know, it helps us to prepare. Prepare, yeah, so. yeah. And of course, the other thing is, is whatever we don't, you know, the costs that we have to put this on, whatever we make over and above that is going right into missions. missions yes. So right into evangelism. Yep. And then um, the next Wednesday, we have our Ash Wednesday service. We sure do on February 14th. Yep. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Day. <laughs> bring bring your special one to get some ashes on their forehead. <laughs> and then go to dinner. Um, yeah, I will say this. On February 11th, uh, prior to you all um, going out on cer- to oh, that's right, America, yeah. uh, we're going to commission the team, which mm-hmm. I think it's always a wonderful time. Yes. So. And we have some folks that are going who are not part of our church, but they want to go and serve. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be here, so it'll be cool yeah, to that'll have be exciting, them yeah. be a part of that. Um. And then um, our students are going to be going on a ski trip, our high school students, so have fun with that. I think they're already full up, so I don't even know why I mentioned it, but yeah, they're going to have fun. They, they were Pray full for like safety. two days after yeah. it launched. <laughs> Pray for their health and safety. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but those are the big things coming up, and uh, we are this Sunday going to be in week three of our Balo series. Yep. And um, wear your fishing gear. So that's all I'm going to say about that. That's all i got to say about that. I'm trying to think what would have been a good substitute for like fishing with, um, like in place of the breadsticks. <laughs> well, we had the the loaves this past Sunday, so maybe maybe there's going to be fish. Just, just, just plates out. of anchovies. Just just trays. Oh gosh, those little those little um, tin boxes. We're gonna everyone um, gets anchovies. We're gonna have a bunch of people un- opening up anchovies and sardines in the lobby. So you'll you'll hear you'll smell that wafting. Sardines. Into the, that was the one. The I was sardines. Thinking of. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, hey, thanks for hanging with us today, for listening, watching, if you happen to be watching. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys this Sunday in worship. Have a great week. Thanks, Josh. See you. Bye. Bye. 
Oh, I can wave, yeah. <laughs> I always wave anyway. You've been listening to the 167 podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage you to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.